Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. There's no shot on paying Daniel Jones $40-plus million. Daniel <laughs> Jones had a nice year. Like, he had a good season. He earned money. He totally changed the narrative around the player that he was. $40-plus million dollars. And the main reason is he didn't throw a bunch of interceptions? That's Dan Orlovsky, ESPN. I think he uh, is bewildered at what we're now learning is uh, ink to paper here. Just beating the deadline. And, boy, timing's everything, folks. Uh, We wanted to talk to uh, the great John Dostromsky about all this from the New York, New York podcast, which you should download, you should listen, you should consume, you should make it uh, a priority to put in your life whenever you can. To discuss such hot topics as this, another quarterback situation pending in New York, and hey, the Knicks are good. Let's go, man! A lot to get into. I'm sure JJ has got a Syracuse take or two as well that he'd love to lay on us here. Let's bring him in, folks. Syracuse alum, the New York, New York podcast. You know him, you love him. The great John Jastrzemski back on the block. JJ, we're cooking, baby. We're cooking. We, we get an emergency pod after this. You're going to be busy, buddy. I am going to be busy. I got to do television in an hour and a half to talk about whatever musings are going on in baseball. Uh, I'm going to post the Twitter spaces. I'm taking the Spotify live shows to Twitter spaces because the following is just off the charts. So I've been trying this now for the last week. We'll do that after the Nick game and then a little TV after that. So, yeah, man, we got uh, we got a lot cooking these next Woo! few days. There's no Good time having me on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Had a a little tingle that we'd have a lot to talk about with you. So let's dive right in here, JJ. Get some first reactions. Daniel Jones, four years, $160 Saquon Barkley given the franchise tag. How did the Giants handle this? Yeah, I think they did as well as they possibly could. Now, look, in hindsight, the Giants would have saved themselves a couple of bucks. And would have gotten another free year and a free look at Daniel Jones if they had picked up that fifth-year option. Acts, a year ago, nobody in their right mind thought that Daniel Jones would be getting this sort of contract from the Giants. But guess what? He bet on himself. He had the season of his life. And I think when you look at the lack of talent that's around him from a skill position standpoint, outside of Saquon Barkley, There's room to grow. This contract, to me, is not about Daniel Jones plateauing here. He's got to ascend. He's got to get better. And the good news is, actually, I think he will. Yeah, and you have Brian Dable, which makes this, you got to feel a lot better about this contract and keeping the turnovers down. And I guess, you know, let me ask you what you've talked about, what people have said. If it wasn't Daniel Jones, then what was the option? I just, I want to know what the better choice would have been here. Right, Because let's be real about this. The Giants do not have a ton of cap space. The Giants do not have a top five pick. So when you kind of add all of that up, they're going to have Jones now under contract for the next two years at big money. And let's see if he can be the guy for the franchise. Uh, Anybody who's against this from a Giants standpoint to the question you just asked me, okay, you weren't going to go and give Daniel Jones this contract. Then what were you going to do? Were you, you going to go sign Baker Mayfield? Were you going to go and let Tyrod Taylor be the starting quarterback? Like, he earned it. The Giants made the playoffs, won a playoff game. Now it's about growing and evolving and getting better. 
better as a franchise. JJ, That's what this down to. you got to uh, interview Daniel Weekly on the New York, New York podcast this year. I'm just curious, what were your big takeaways from that and learning about him as a player and a person and talking about things other than football and then he evolves into what is now uh, franchise quarterback money here today. What were your takeaways from those conversations? Um, so the first takeaway I have is that he's very true to himself. There's no BS with Daniel Jones. The other takeaway I really came away with spending a lot of time with him throughout the course of the year is number one, I think he got more comfortable in his own skin on and off the football field. I think that was obvious if you listen to our podcast, if you listen to our conversations from when we started and to when Daniel, you know, was uh, in week 12 and week 15 and on and on we go. He definitely became a lot more comfortable uh, doing his thing and vibing. And, you know, when you lead the team and you know that big money's coming, I'm sure that took a little pressure off of him. But I also think, Axe, he is a profound disciple of the Eli Manning school of how to deal with the media. Like, anybody who listened to me with Daniel Jones every week, you know what your takeaway was when you heard him speak week after week after week? Holy smokes, he sounds like Eli Manning. <laughs> he sounds exactly the way Eli Manning used to sound for years after meeting with members of the media and sitting down with my buddy Francesca. So there's no doubt Eli had a major influence on him. And listen, he earned it. He bet on himself. There was a lot of pressure. He didn't have a whole lot to work with. And he had a fabulous year. I'm really happy for the kid. I really am. Now, J.J., the Giants will have the the back pages and the podcast downloads uh, for a short time here. But if the Jets swoop in and get Aaron Rodgers, this turns into a whole other thing. What is your opinion on the Jets' pursuit of Aaron Rodgers, because I feel like they've kind of backed themselves into a corner here that they're, they they kind of have to be all in on this now, especially with letting Derek Carr go. Yeah, but that was my feeling all along, Axe, to mm-hmm. begin with. I was never a big Derek Carr guy. Derek Carr played mediocre football for Vegas last season, and I think Derek Carr is the sort of guy, he, he may have tremendous success in New Orleans, he does not strike me as a New York kind of guy. He does not strike me as someone that's going to handle criticism well, blocking people on Twitter left and right. Like, that's just not going to end well in New York City. So I never liked the idea of Derek Carr coming to the Jets. They should be all in on Aaron Rodgers. Look, they have a team that's ready to win. They need a quarterback. They brought in his old offensive coordinator. Now go get it done. I think the question is not whether or not the Jets want Aaron Rodgers. The question is, does Aaron Rodgers want to come and play for the Jets? And that's what we're going to find out between now, I think, and the end of this week. What do you think about, look, Aaron Rodgers is a national media entity, not just a New York media entity, but you know better than anybody how the New York media will feast on all things Aaron Rodgers here. How will that factor into this decision, and how should it? Listen, they're going to have a field day with Rodgers. Now, Rodgers does not strike the axe as the sort of guy that's going to be living uh, in the West Village, and that's going to be walking around town, and is going to be demanding, you know, paparazzi, page six attention. Odds are, if he comes to the Jets, he'll go live in some mansion in Jersey. You know, maybe he can find a way to a darkness retreat between now and the start of the football season <laughs> and kind of do his own thing. I-, I think there's an opportunity for Rodgers to do that. I do think Rodgers, though, from a Green Bay media perspective, to a New York media perspective, it's going to be drastically different. The good news for him is he's kind of used to it because he attracts national media anyway. I mean, that's the thing. So I, I think it 
seems weird. He's a California guy. Like it's, it just seems very strange that he's all about the attention of New York. But we'll find out soon enough, my friend. And I feel like they've also backed themselves into a corner because the draft hasn't worked. Sam Darnold didn't work. Zach Wilson didn't work. So I feel like if that's your approach again. That's not going to go over well. And I'll say this, J.J., not to uh, borrow from the old Matt Harvey days, but if they sign Aaron Rodgers and the back page is not the dark night, I don't know what we're doing here. I mean, come on. Well, listen, I'll talk to Mr. Silver the New York Post. We'll try to make that happen, actually. You know, I, I don't pull a whole lot of weight there, but every now and again we have our moments, man, so I could put in a word. If it happens, That'd I'll do great. that for you. That, that would be terrific. Uh, J.J. joining us, John Jastrzemski, of course, the New York, New York oh. podcast. Uh, J.J., uh, the Knicks are good, and we have talked about this a bunch. No matter what the, the Nets ever did with Durant and Kyrie and anybody else you wanted to bring in there, when the Knicks are good, that's where the conversation goes. And this is a good team that is ascending at the right time. And uh, what what's the feeling now with the Knicks well in position to make the playoffs and what people think this team could be? So my feeling has changed pretty dramatically over the last two weeks or so. And if you would ask me two weeks ago, I asked, good year for the Knicks, I would have said, wow, all right, they avoid the play-in. They're one of the top playoff teams. And, you know, they give whoever a good fight and a good run in the first round, and it's a better showing than what we saw against the Atlanta Hawks. And I say, all right, there you go. The Knicks had a successful season. In going and winning nine straight and in playing the way they have played, my feelings on this team have changed. They just beat the Celtics twice in a week. They are a team that's 11 games over 500, and they can go and win a first-round series. If they match up with Cleveland, the way they get after it on defense, Brunson at the end of these games, a lot of wing versatility, the Knicks can absolutely win a playoff series. So I think the city is energized, man. They like this team. I don't think... They're delusional about this team. I don't think anybody thinks this is a championship contender, but they expect, I believe, a better showing than what you got two years ago against the Atlanta Hawks. And, J.J., last thought here before we let you go. Uh, I always enjoy getting your texts and your and your tweets. I know you still passionately follow all things Q's here. So, uh, what, 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 you know, how are you feeling right now, all things considered, going into the tournament, the things Bayheim's saying, all the chatter about retirement and everything going on up this way. What's uh, what's your view of, of all things Q's right now? Where would you center it? Uh, to be fully transparent, depressed. I'm not used to this, Axe, and I think that goes for most of your audience. Normally when we hit championship week, you know, I think about the days of Syracuse being in the Big East tournament where, you know, the NCAAs were given. Then they go from a bubble team. Now they, they have to win the whole damn tournament basically to get into the NCAAs. And listen, I have always been a pro Jim Beheim guy. I understand he built the program. I understand he gets to dictate the terms on when he's going to leave, but this year's been embarrassing. There's no other way around it. I mean, you had fans wearing freaking paper bags over their heads the other day at the Georgia Tech game. And I have to admit, I love that 03 team. That 03 team is special. Jerry, Hakeem Warwick, all those guys. Carmelo, you name it. I couldn't even enjoy the weekend because of how down I am on the overall state of affairs with the program. I miss when Syracuse was Syracuse. And for anybody to say that this program is exactly where they were, Five, 10, 15 years ago, Jim and everybody else included, they're not paying attention because it's not the Syracuse that I saw when I was a student, and it's not even the Syracuse of the early days of this decade. Nowhere close to that. 
JJ, you're the best. Uh, you got a busy day ahead of you, so we appreciate you joining us here and giving us the perspective on all this craziness. We'll certainly be listening and watching uh, for your perspective on all of us, and uh, we'll catch up down the road. But thanks for the time today, my friend. Max, uh, we'll see if I'm going to bet Syracuse tomorrow. I had him on <laughs> Saturday. I bet you it's Wake Forest minus two for what it's worth. And I'm going in a tunnel, so I might lose you in a minute. I love you, buddy. Thank uh, you. Thank you, brother. We appreciate it. That's my man, John Jastrzemski, ladies and gentlemen. Still betting on that matchup, as disheartened as he was, as he told us just prior to that. Man, lock cooking on the New York sports scene today. Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million. Saquon Barkley gets the franchise tag. Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are supporting. Now, they, they flew people out to Green Bay today, right? Like, it's getting serious. And the Knicks are good. Life is good. We didn't even get to baseball yet. I mean, new rules and... Some juice, man. That's why you got to listen to JJ. Download, subscribe, and listen to the New York, New York podcast. JJ's Spotify Lives and all his perspective. SNY, sure you see him on there as well. Let's break and return. Um, we can react to anything JJ said, what's going on with the Giants. We'll get to that in the hot takes a little bit. Lamar Jackson's been franchise tagged by the Baltimore Ravens. Got some juicy stuff going on here. Certainly got Syracuse and Wake Forest to get into. Dan Sheehan joins us later. From the number one ranked Lemoyne men's lacrosse team. A lot to happen here as we go forward this afternoon on the block ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Stay right there.